Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Coffee Clash. The Coffee Clash and Special Needs Talk Radio Network feature outstanding programming for the special needs community. Our team of hosts provide educational interviews. Our shows are not designed to provide listeners with specific or personal medical, legal, or professional service or advice. Parents of children with health issues should always consult their health care provider for medical advice, medications, or treatments. Any show discussing rights and law for special needs children and special education are presented as general information and not legal advice. Special Needs Coffee Clash Limited does not promote any hosts or guests' individual practice, programs, treatments, or products. We thank you for joining us and are proud to provide excellence in broadcasting for the special needs community. And now, on to the interview. Hello. My name is Diane Porter, and I'd like to welcome you to Missing Peace Autism Awareness. I'm proud to be part of the Coffee Clutch Special Needs Radio family, and here on Missing Peace Autism Awareness, our goal is to build relationships between businesses and the autism community. Our topics will not only help to empower parents and family members to get out into their communities, what we discuss with our diverse guests will also provide insight to the neurotypical population as well. This insight and increase in understanding is just the first step in creating the cohesive, inclusive environments. Many of our guests will be able to tell us about some realistic and sustainable changes that can be and have been made in businesses and the community that is helping to shift the way that autism is viewed, accepted, and supported. I myself am a board-certified behavior analyst. I've been working with the special needs families and their communities for over 28 years. I'm also the CEO of a company called Missing Peace Awareness, where we're working with mainstream businesses that have committed to supporting their autistic community members by training their employees on understanding autism and how to provide the best possible support and customer service. I'm excited to have here with us today Eileen Shackley, who is also quite affectionately known as Mama Fry within the autism community. And today's show is titled, Getting Out of the House, Easier Said Than Done. Eileen was a job coach, pre-vocational instructor to the special needs and autistic population for years before she went pro, as she calls it, when she had her own son with autism. She was asked to write a guest post for a local radio station in their Day in the Life series, and it was so well received that a blog was born. Since then, or Eileen, or Mama Fry, as her readers know her, has had the chance to educate and entertain all about autism and living the team quirky lifestyle. Her son, Kiddo, is 11, and she's married and living at the famous Jersey Shore. I'm talking today with Eileen about a topic that hits home for many, getting out of the house. Parents know the importance of getting out, but this is often much easier said than done. So welcome, Eileen. We're so happy to have you with us today, and I've given our listeners just a very brief background about how your blog came to be, and I believe it just hit over 51,000 followers on Facebook. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you so much for having me here today. Yes, I'm, I'm quite uh, shocked and stunned myself with that number. It's quite something to see. 
It's awesome. So I've read so many of your blog posts and many times have said, wow, oh, yeah, or that's so true, and I can relate to so much of it just because I have kids myself. So I can only imagine for parents of children with autism how much um, an even stronger connection that they feel to everything that you're writing about. Can you just tell us, like, what one of your favorite blog posts is and, and why it is that for you? Uh, I think personally my favorite blog post um, that I've ever written for Autism with a Side of Fries is uh, one I call Paper Gowns and Prozac, which is um, my journey of, of reminding myself that if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of anyone else. And it was the realization during a, a typical, you know, yearly exam that we women have to take with the doctor um, and discussing my stress level and what was going on in my house and the doctor kind of jokingly saying to me, or not jokingly, but kind of suggesting, why don't you wake up early in the morning before your son wakes up? And I just pretty much fell apart in front of her. Uh, saying I would have to wake up at probably 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning because he gets up every morning at 5 in order to have private time to myself. And that's when she suggested, have you ever thought about taking something to help you? And I signed up for medication that day. And, you know, I'm not... I'm not in any way saying you must go out and medicate yourself, but to me the point of that blog was you must take care of yourself. You're not taking care of your family if you're not taking care of yourself. And I have to say every once in a while I reshare that blog through my social media network, and without a doubt someone will write me and say thank you for reminding me this. I'm going to either make a phone call to a doctor or I'm going to make an effort to go exercise or go to take yoga or just get a girl's night out just something to take care of myself. And I think that's something so important that parents, especially caregivers, need to remember. If you don't take care of you, you can't take care of anybody else. Well, and it's good to hear from somebody else that you have permission to do that. You know, it's uh, I think sometimes just as moms, we forget that it's okay for us to take care of ourselves. You know, so I, I agree with you 100%. But I, I know that for many people with autism, um, for many people, autism with side of fries has become such a staple in their lives. It's it's providing them not just a chuckle on days that it's really needed, but the realization that there are others out there experiencing the same thing. So your strength and your confidence shines through in so many of your messages, and that's often such a difficult place for parents to get to. But it's one of the most important messages, especially dealing with the general population. So, and I'm going to use that term, speaking with the general population, as those that are unfamiliar with autism. Mm-hmm. So can you just tell our listeners why you believe that getting out of the house is so important? It's just vitally important for your mental well-being, and I mean every single person in your family. Uh, to you, your spouse, your 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 kids, not just your children with special needs, but their siblings, uh, and and that's just life. You know, you have to go to the grocery store. You have to run errands. You might have to drop off something at the library. You have to go to the dry cleaners. And, you know, sometimes you want to be able to do outings as a family just to enjoy each other's company. And one of the things I've noticed, because my son is 11, I have a lot of followers who have younger children who will often say, oh, you're so lucky because you can go out with him. I can't go out with my kid. And it makes me so sad, but at the same time, I understand it because they're coming from a place of my child's only two and a half. We've only just got the diagnosis. Um, Things are very fresh. They're still learning autism as they go. 
and I totally get it because I was there too. And even despite having a background with the special needs population and autism, it was a real learning experience once, as I always say, once your your kid's name is on the paperwork, it's a whole different ball of wax. And it is so important for parents to realize, like I think you and I were discussing before, get them out while they're young so they can start learning. I mean, this is something you you would have been taking your children out to learn how to go out to eat, um, to church, to movies, no matter what their diagnosis was. So this is no different. And start it as soon as you can. <laughs> I think that I as... Think, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go right ahead. Sorry. I think as children um, grow, you you come to a different um there's always a different type of problem you're going to to encounter but i think that building that confidence for parents um starts when the child is younger you know i think what i've found working with families is um support networks for families begin to dwindle once there's a diagnosis made um you know where you think you have all of these people helping you out and and supporting you all of a sudden as behavior and therapies and everything else in life takes over because of the diagnosis, um, you find yourself, one, with less time, and two, with less of a support network oftentimes. So um, you have to find that strength from within somehow when you're out there. Like, how help us understand how have you gotten to the strong place? I mean, basically almost not caring what others think when you're out with your son. Uh, it takes a lot of time more than anything, Um which sounds, you know, horrible and hard to hear maybe when your child is younger that you have still more time ahead of you. But the sooner you kind of get that attitude of, well, this is it, this is life, this is what we're doing, it's a very freeing feeling. And, you know, I, I, I've i said it on my blog that sometimes I feel like I'm a walking autism information help desk <laughs> and you know, if my son is um, having a stim, you know, a stimming behavior. Maybe he's flapping or jumping up and down, or you know, making a, a, a strange scripting noise. I'll be the first one to say it very loudly, like, "Okay, we're having a flappy day." Like, I just take it as a point of where we're going to spread some awareness wherever we are, and uh, you know, and just go from there because I'm not going to hide in my house. <laughs> right. And why should anyone? That's just ridiculous. No one should. Well, you said it yourself. Yeah, you said it yourself that um, yeah. you, your son has a right and a need to be out in the community, and you won't make excuses for that. You know yeah. that, and I love what you said that um, you know you're like a mobile autism awareness and education service. I think it's it's that's what parents to help spread the message. Anybody can read a book, anybody can watch a video, but actually you're building relationships by having your son out in the same places all the time. I think that, you know, um, it gets a little bit easier. I mean, I'm hoping we can tell parents that it gets a little bit easier as time goes on and you've built this relationship. What oh, absolutely. I, uh, without a doubt. I, I think one of the first top things that I've always said with taking your kids out to eat, and I've, I've written about this, is that become a loyal customer somewhere. And you'll go from being just a loyal customer to being the person. You won't, you know, one of my son walks into the diner that we go to every Sunday. He's greeted by name. They bring a chocolate milk to the table before we've even said a word. Like he has his usual. They know him. Um, they know he has autism now, but it's never been anything where, you know, we walked in there beforehand and prepped them like, you know, an autistic person is coming here. We just kept showing up 
And, right. you know, they got to know us as opposed to, oh, that's just the family with the autistic kid. They just got to know us as a family that came to the diner every Sunday. Um, you know, and I think that makes it more personable. People can start re- relating to it. Uh, and they learn who he is and that he's not just all autism, that he's a kid that loves music and he will sing along to whatever's on the radio and, uh, you know, enjoys smiling and high-fiving people and saying hi to everyone as they walk by. They gotten to know him. Right, and that's just the way it would be for any family that, you know, like my family goes to the same diner every Sunday as well, and they it's the same thing. So yep. it shouldn't be different. It's just that... I think that parents and families need to take that risk, take that chance to just really get out. And, you know, if one place really doesn't, um, isn't able to meet your needs, you know, their attitude isn't what you need it to be or they're not willing to make some, um, you know, accommodations, then just don't go back there. You know, yeah, I mean, our dollars I, speak. Absolutely. Go well, someplace else. Yeah, right. I mean, and, I'm the first one think, to say that, yes. You know, and then what what happens is, um, you know, word of mouth, too. I mean, I'm sure that you mm-hmm. can say to, you know, friends that you have, try this place because um, they get it. They know what needs to be done. or at, They may not know what be, needs to be done, but I think you can help guide them there. You know, so I think that families have a lot more power than they realize they do, but it's just taking that risk. I mean, I really want to just, you know, tell moms just, get out uh it, it's got to start someplace but um you know we have a vision and you can of start yeah and, and you can start so small with your child in that area i mean i'm not the first person to say oh go take your kid out to the world-class steakhouse you go you start with like the <laughs> local pizza joint and you get a slice and then you leave and then maybe you go to a fast food place i always what we started a lot with the kiddo was we would go into the fast food place order it to go so it was all packed up, but then we would eat it there. But at the same time, it was all packed up. If we needed to jet, we would jet. Um, you know, that and is we a would just brilliant, brilliant idea. I love that. I'm sharing that with uh, families for sure. Because it is just, it, and it's just they don't. You know, Burger King's not going to care if you have an, you know, if you brought it to go and you ate it there. They don't care. <laughs> it's not that right. fancy, you know. <laughs> um, but it, you know, go for a bagel, go for a donut and a cup of coffee. Like that's how you start showing them. This is a restaurant. When you sit at a restaurant, you sit at the table. This is when we wait for our food or we go into this window and we pick up our food here. Like you're you would have been doing that with your child no matter what the diagnosis. So this is no different. Well, I and think too a- as um, you know, as a uh, like a, a therapist that has gone into people's homes, you know, we practice the skills that are necessary, say, to go to a doctor's office or to go to a shoe store or go to a restaurant. But you can only practice those skills for so long in somebody's basement until you can't take into account all of the variables mm-hmm. that once you get to this place. So it could just very well be, like you said, walking through the door the first time, and that's a success. And I think that parents need to... Um, know that it, just getting through the door is, you know, keep your expectations reasonable, mm-hmm. you know, and that you have to celebrate that. You got out. You got Absolutely. through the doors of the restaurant, you know, or, yeah. One time you went and you picked up the pizza, maybe four times later you, you sat down and you ate the pizza there. I mean, you just work up to it. And and your child learns a valuable life skill for the rest of their lives, going to an, or, and going to a restaurant and ordering advocating what they would like to eat, what they want. I mean, that's a very important life skill. Eventually, my child's going to grow up to be an adult, 
uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what the future holds for what his living situation will be, but, you know, he'll be able to go into a diner and order what he wants to eat. Right. Is that, right. you know, the case for every child? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. But for him, that's, you know, that's a skill I want to teach him. So, and well, it's good to I, go out to eat. Who wants to cook every night? <laughs> well, I, not me, that's for sure. Not me. <laughs> that's for sure. I know. It, it, it's so, it can be so isolating. I just hear that over and over and over again. That, it's that very thing. isolating, and it's it's hard because I don't want to say you you find out your child has autism, that all your friends drop off the face of the earth. It's not a case of that they're fearful of your child or they just don't like you anymore. Sometimes they just don't know what to say because they're in the same boat you are. You might, you know, a lot of parents never had any experience with autism till prior to finding out that their child has been diagnosed with it. So, yeah, it is. It's isolating because people just don't know a lot about it until it lands in their house. Right, right. And, I mean, our vision, of course, is to have a world where there's judgment-free zones. That's what I would love to have. And, um, where you know, that's the norm rather than the exception. But um, until that happens, I mean, what what can you say to a parent who finds themselves you know, they're out in their own community with businesses or even other patrons or customers that just don't get it. Like, what's the first step in building? I'm sure there's many times, Eileen, that you have just wanted oh, yeah. to scream or yell. But, you know, <laughs> what, would, <laughs> what, what would you say is, like, the first step in building that, um, you know, that needed connection in the relationship? Like, if I'm a parent, you know, and my child is stimming or acting out or even – you know, uh, with some type of behavior and I'm getting the hairy eyeball from another customer, What what's a good response? I mean, short of if you absolutely can't ignore it, you know, what would you do? Um, if it's just a case of staring, I do just, you know, you talk about planned ignoring for a child who's doing a, an attention-seeking behavior. If it's just them giving me side eye, they're going to get the same planned ignoring because at that point my focus is on my child who might be possibly having a meltdown and I want to just get them out of there without as much, as minimal fuss as possible and, you know, without any other issues. But, you know, in case of comments, I just turn and look and say, my child has autism. End of story. And they can either get that or they don't. At that moment, I can't just sit them down and explain, well, my child might be bouncing or flapping or making noises because of X, Y, Z, but, you know, I'll just be flat out. My child has autism. He's having a hard time right now. Please, you know, give me some patience here. End of story. And and I think that as parents or other customers or people start hearing that more often, um, maybe they'll do a little research. You know, maybe they'll say that, you know, it, it just may, saying it to that one person, my child has autism, might be all that's needed for that one person to actually go find more information out, you know. I sure hope so. I mean, with the rate of what autism is, I kind of sometimes I think to myself, how can anyone not know about autism for what the rates are, especially in the state that I'm in, New Jersey? Um, It's quite prevalent. So to me, it's just like, okay, how do you not know about it? But, you know, at the same time, hey, you know, you hear a kid loud in the store, what's your first, anyone's reaction is, hey, what's that kid doing? You know, right. even myself, an autistic mom, you know, a mom to an autistic child, I'll sit to myself, it takes me a moment to go, okay, maybe that child has an issue. Like, and I have to kind of like, you know, remind myself not to be go to that place of why that child is loud. But, you know, there's also generational things. I sometimes I'll turn and if I see it's a person that's maybe of an older generation, they might not be as familiar with it. Um, but I, I find that most people are usually, oh, okay, like as soon as you tell them that, 
then they get it, and they just leave you alone. So, it, there, what, one of the things you said as with the prevalence of it, and how do people not know about autism? That's something I always have to remind myself of. Uh, you know, because we live this, we live this either through um, you know therapies and working with families or being a family member ourselves. So it, sometimes I have to stop myself and say, you know what, there still are people out there that don't know, and I have to. Uh, you don't know what you don't know, so I have to kind of yeah. um, be a little kinder sometimes. And I, you know, we have this expression, "Don't test me if you haven't taught me." But once you know, there's no excuse. That's that's the way yeah. I feel about it. You know, and it is. Um, hopefully through exposure, I think that the more you're out and the more families are out, there's that other side of it. It's not just what it does for your family and for your son. What is it doing for um, other young children that are with your son that learn that he is actually, you know, has uh, his own talents, his own gifts, his own enjoyments, his own pleasures. You know, he's just a kid. And I think that children are so much more tolerant and, and so much more accepting. I've seen it firsthand, and I think that that's another reason why it's so important for parents to try and get their kids out young. You know, yeah. Um, it's it's just it's it's helping both sides of the of the uh, of the coin here. But you know, families with autism often have tips and strategies for getting out in their communities. You know, <clears throat> I've seen so many parents. With the best of intentions, they're armed with all their tools, their interventions, their social mm-hmm. stories, their, uh, you know, their first then boards, all the things that they would need to get out into the community. And then, in a second, they can be crushed by, um, you know, a fellow community member by an inappropriate response or a lack of the understanding. You know, so um, I don't know. That, I think that getting out is the most important thing in order to start changing the attitudes and the misconceptions that the general population has. You know, people might know the word autism, but they don't really know um, a, a lot about it. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I, what do you see as being, you know, um, the way that the future needs to go? Like, uh, tell me a little bit. I don't know if this ties into it, but you have Team Quirky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what exactly is this is this team quirky as i always uh hashtag team quirky this is the um i think that it's you know as you say autism affects not just a parent but it's it's team quirky to me is it's just everyone that meets someone with autism and becomes uh involved in their life i mean team quirky is extended family team quirky is teachers therapists uh, paraprofessional staff aides in school, bus drivers, um, you know, to me, Team Quirky is the guy at the pizza place that always gives the kiddo a high five and says hi to him and, you know, gosh forbid if I show up to go pick up our takeout order and I don't have kiddo with me, the first mm-hmm. thing he's yelling at me is, why didn't you bring your kid? Where is he? You know, uh, just people who are so supportive, who are willing to be open-minded and accommodating to our 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 children's needs uh, Team Quirky is just anyone that just can look at the child and see the child and not just, oh, there's the autistic kid. Like, te- Team Quirky is someone who's willing to open their hearts and their minds to just a different way of thinking. Um, I, and I started it on my Facebook page with saying, like, you know, this is the Team Quirky way of being. People just loved it. And it just kind of been our rally cry since then, like, we're on Team Quirky. Oh, this teacher's awesome. She's on Team Quirky, you know. And I can it's, nominate, it's, like, 
Yeah, I could nominate like 100 people off the top of my head that should be on Team Quirky, and it's almost it's just extending that um, that circle of um, I, I, it's awesome. I can't explain it. I just I want to I I want a shirt. I want something. I want you know I want to get the people that I'm working with <laughs> that are amazing. You know, uh, part of Team Quirky. I think it's amazing. I mean, we all have our our things. You know, our quirkiness. So uh, it's it's part of being you know part of this group that um it's not just looking at like you said the the autism it's looking at the child and and the family and all of it i love it i i definitely want to be part of hashtag team quirky for sure oh you're part of it your group is totally part of it please when i first heard about you guys i'm like yeah they're team quirky absolutely but you know one of the things you said like how does a parent address maybe a business or a place and i am the first person to always say it like squeaky wheel gets the grease a business will not know until you say something. And, you know, maybe you can't say it at that moment. Maybe your child is having a meltdown or you're worried about sensory issues or you just need to get the heck out of there because you're tired and you've been up since 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever. Go back. Make a phone call. Follow up with an email. Say something. It is amazing to me what businesses will do to help if you just say something. And that can't yeah, I- be stressed enough. I think that that is an excellent, excellent um, starting point for parents, too, because a lot of times, one, it can make you feel a little bit more empowered to go back and say, and I'm not saying go back and yell at the people, for sure. I think that we found ourselves that there are a lot of business owners and even staff members in businesses that Mm -hmm. do really want to do the right thing. They just don't know what to do. So, like you said, in the middle of the meltdown may not be the appropriate time, but for sure, Call them up. Tell them, you know what, I'd like to speak with the manager about not to yell, not to be upset, but this is what I would like to come back and try it, but this is what I would need. And, you know, there are, I think that's a perfect thing for um, a piece of advice for uh, parents to do because you don't, you don't want to feel frustrated, and you do want to go back. I mean, this is someplace that you might want to bring your child on a regular basis, but you can't do it with what's what's there right now. You know, I think that's and, a really good piece of advice. And I always say Team Quirky is, they are loyal, loyal customers, and like you said before, if I know someplace is awesome to my kid, I will be telling other people. And I'm not just talking other families with children that have autism. I'm telling everybody that will listen because that to me is just extra super customer service. So, you know, yeah, it's it's good business for them, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, everything that you uh write about that you talk about every every experience that you have um the more that other parents hear it uh it just kind of gives them the sense of i'm not alone that there is um that there is an answer to the problem that i have and if i don't have the answer as a parent i can talk to other people like i think one of the things that you're so um you know your real life experiences is just uh, everybody can relate to something, you know. So, um, well, there's a very comforting emotional power with just being able to say "me too" and nodding your head. And even if you don't know the answer, you can just look at someone and go, "Yep, me too. I got gotcha. you. I know what you're, where you're coming from." Um, you know, I'll be the first one to say, "Yeah, I take my kid out a lot as much as I can," but it doesn't always go well. This is not to say that oh, these are the tips you follow and you're never going to have trouble again. We still have bumps and bruises. We learn as we go, and you know we're we're heading into uh, teenage years, and it, it's showing. 
it's <laughs> boundary pushing is coming. <laughs> so you would say you would say to me as a parent, um, I'm a parent of neurotypical children, right? My child children don't have autism. I do understand autism. So I see you're in the middle of a meltdown. For me, as um, part of the general population, just a nod, a smile, a what's gonna what's gonna get the message to you that you're okay, I'm okay, and and life goes on. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think one of the most powerful moments I'll, I'll remember with, with dealing with a child, uh, with my child when he was having a meltdown, was out um, at the mall, and I think this there was a teenage girl. And I think to myself, she must have had a sibling with special needs. She saw me struggling trying to get the kiddo out of the out of the mall. She walked over to the door, opened it wide open, and just smiled. And that's it. And that was it was the most beautiful yet helpful gesture that she could have done at that moment. Um, just you know, offer like, come over. What can I do to help? Can I help? You know, awesome. do you need something? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've had girlfriends with uh, with my son before that had, I was out at a party and my son was really melting down, having a hard time. And she's just like, give me your purse, get me, you know, I'm going to get your keys. And she drove the car right up to the front and she's like, you know, it's there. And we walked right out and that was it. And, it, you know, it was very simple little things like that that can mean anything, everything at that moment as a parent, because it, it, it's what happens. You know, you think you're, everything's going to be fine. Like you said, you've got your social stories, you've got your, your backup snacks, you've got the iPad or whatever, and then it all goes to pot anyway, and you're sitting there not only dealing with your child who's an emotionally having a horrible time, you're sitting there yourself going, what did I do wrong? And you feel horrible. I always talk about how the parents have the, the meltdown hangover because you sit there um, dissecting it, what what went wrong? What set it off? Why did I do this? I should have done that, or well, would this have worked better? Um, and you kick yourself emotionally over it. So you know, just little little gestures like that make such a big difference. How, what can I do to help? Just say that. What can I do to help? You know. That's so. that's awesome. That's awesome to know because sometimes I think that people want to help, but they don't know if they're overstepping or if it might be you know uh, misperceived or taken the wrong way. So, um, all right. Well, I can't thank you enough, Eileen, for joining us um, and spending the time with us, letting us in on your autism journey. And uh, our listeners can find you um, uh, at your on your website I'm at on autism with a side of fries dot blogspot dot com is my blog. Um, okay. You can find me on Facebook at autism with a side of fries. On Twitter, uh, my handle is at French Fry Inc. And I just recently started Snapchat, and I'm trying to get with the kids because that's where it's at, um, MamaFry74 on Snapchat. So that's where you can find me. Thank you so much. And I'd like to encourage our listeners to connect with Mama Fry and Autism with a Side of Fries. You'll not only be entertained, you'll be educated and empowered as well. You can visit our website, MissingPeaceUSA.com, to find out more about businesses that are supporting customers with autism. And, of course, please visit TheCoffeeClatch.com, our host for the show, for more great information to become an informed and educated parent. So goodbye, all, and have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.